When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a live show for you guys today. Um, ready to have some fun here. Been a little, been a little bit of a hiatus since we did a live show. Over a week. Happy to have you guys here. Happy to be here today. We are breaking down the Jaguars' biggest X, fact, X factors in 2022. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube if you have not already. We really appreciate your support. You can also follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Helps out a ton. Again, we are looking at the Jaguars' biggest X factors in 2022. To frame this discussion, uh, we kind of need to, to define what X factor means for this show, for the purposes of our exercise here. We're saying X factor is a variable in a given situation that could have a massive impact on the outcome. So we're looking at players that if they hit for the Jaguars in 2022, which is far from a certainty, it will make a huge difference in the outcome of the season. It, it could have a massive impact on the wins and losses total by season's end. So we're going to look at a few different players here that I think fit into this category. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. So if you guys have any uh, examples of X factors or players you want to talk about or anything you want to talk about Jaguars related, please just hop in in the chat. And uh, we'll have some fun here today for about 30, maybe 45 minutes, depending on how this all goes. But yeah, let's look at some X factors, maybe some players that have had some struggles throughout their career, but they have big talent or they just haven't had that breakout yet. Who do we got? I think, I think the biggest X factor might be someone that a lot of you guys could guess out there. I'm looking at Evan Ingram, Jaguars tight end. They signed him to a one-year, $9 million deal this offseason to come in and, and be a big-time playmaker. Uh, it's a prove-it deal, clearly, based on the, you know, just one year and <laughs> and uh, $9 million there. But $9 million for one year is a pretty penny. It's not nothing. We've got some people hopping in the chat here. Cole says, I'm going to take a stab before your list is unveiled. ETN, Walker, Visca, and Allen. Okay. 
Very interesting. We'll definitely get into it here. Patrick Jackson said, well, that sounded like a perfect description of Visca. Well, if you have seen the thumbnail here, if you're watching on YouTube, you probably know he might be on this list. But we're starting with Evan Ingram. Again, uh, former first-round pick, massive talent. Like, I don't know if there's five tight ends in the NFL that have more God-given ability than Evan Ingram when you look at his catch radius, his speed, his quickness, his route running, his ability to make spectacular catches, um, his mismatch ability. Like, you put a corner on him, he's going to body the corner. You put a linebacker or safety on him, he's going to outrun them, out-athletic them. So why hasn't he been a stud to this point in his career? Well, there's been some inconsistencies on his part, but you could also look at the inconsistencies around him in New York. You haven't had stellar quarterback play. You haven't had stellar scheme. Uh, You haven't had really an advantageous situation for offensive weapons to really break out in a big way in New York. Look at some of the other guys that have struggled in New York. Kenny Galladay really struggled last year. Saquon Barkley has dealt with injuries, but he uh, has not been the player when healthy that a lot of people expected him to be. I think there is an argument to be made that getting out of New York is the best thing Evan Ingram could have done. Then you look at the landing spot and you look at him being with Doug Peterson Uh, being in an offense where he's not the only tight end that can get the job done. Dan Arnold is also here. Chris Manhurts is also here. Um, You've got some talent around you. but And I'm not here to argue for or against Evan Ingram right now being a legit player. The argument here is that he is an X factor. Uh, He's in Doug Peterson's offense. He is the most physically gifted tight end we've probably seen in Jacksonville before. And if he hits, he's going to be a mismatch nightmare in the middle of the field for defenses. Uh, He's going to be a player that really unlocks if he hits the running game. He's going to create space and, 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 and cause defenses to give attention to him, which could could open up Christian Kirk, LaVisca Chenault, all these other players on the Jaguars' offense. If Evan Ingram, because he is so physically gifted, he is so athletic, and he is so uh, so much of a mismatch when he's on, I think he gives you a massive X factor. Like if he hits, this offense could be rolling quickly. If he doesn't hit. Well, you do still have Dan Arnold that you feel really good about as a receiving tight end. You have some other pieces. You could still get by in 2022. But if he hits, you could see a massive leap from this offense. Doug Peterson knows how to use the tight ends. Evan Ingram is a crazy talent who just hasn't quite gotten it right yet in his career, and maybe he won't. That's why he's an X factor. We don't know what we're going to get from Evan Ingram. There's a decent chance you would think that Doug Peterson, who's gotten the most out of every tight end he's ever worked with, will get the most out of Evan Ingram, but we'll see. We've got some comments in here. Cole says, Ingram just needs softer hands and he'd be ridiculous. The thing about Ingram is you see him make a lot of routine catches. You see him make unbelievable, acrobatic, spectacular catches. But yeah, then you see every once in a while 
the ball just bounces off the hands and you're not sure why. Patrick says, Ingram is a good shout. I hadn't considered him because his production is up or above our tight end ones from recent seasons, though I agree he looks like he has the potential for more. Yeah, so his production, you're right. He has been productive as a tight end in New York. He has not been reliable. And again, I'm not completely blaming that on him, but his hands have been unreliable. He's just made some really unfortunate uh, errors, really mental errors, focus errors throughout his career at bad times. But if he is able to minimize those, if Doug Peterson is able to get the most out of him, Evan Ingram could really unlock this offense. Us and them says, we all know Doug loves to use tight ends back with Ertz and Burton. And when they won the Super Bowl, Ertz was his leading receiver. Absolutely. That's Doug Peterson is a big part of this. Trevor Lawrence is a big part of this. He will attack the middle of the field if it's there. Yeah, Kevin or Patrick says it's all about creating those mismatches. Kyle says, is Kevin Austin dropping a lot of balls? Well, he's been inconsistent. Plain and simple. He's been inconsistent. Uh, it, I think the mandatory minicamp after OTAs, that was really only mandatory for young players and players rehabbing from injuries, Austin kind of struggled, to be completely honest with you. Timmy Devil says he can't catch. I don't know if we're talking about Austin or Ingram, but I could understand that argument for either, really. Although Ingram absolutely can catch. It's just about the focus stuff. Timmy says Ingram can't catch. I would uh, encourage you to go back and watch a lot of his film. I mean, he makes incredible catches. It's just that he drops some easy ones, unfortunately. Elijah says, thoughts on ETN's production this year? I've talked a lot about that. Um, Maybe at the end of the show, we can get back to that. But we're going to roll through some more X factors here. And if you do think Travis Etienne's an X factor, I, I can understand that. I don't have him on this list because I don't think there's any question about his ability. I think he is going to come in and be one of the most explosive running backs in football. That's what you saw from him at Clemson. That's what you've seen from him on the practice field. I don't think there's any reason to believe he won't be that unless you're just worried about the injury, but we've seen him on the field already uh, this summer. And and in the videos you've seen from him working out in Dallas with his running backs coach there, I'm not worried about Travis Etienne. Elijah says, just tuning in. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here, Elijah. All right. So our next X factor. Andrew Mevis slash Ryan Santoso, whoever wins this job is going to be an X factor. I know a lot of people like X factor kicker. Are you kidding me? I think these two, whoever wins this job is the perfect example of an X factor because you've got an undrafted free agent rookie and a, a guy who's been around for a couple years and Ryan Santoso, but has never really been a full-time NFL kicker. I believe Andrew Mivas will win the job, but the Jaguars, they're working on Ryan Santoso. They're kind of trying to alter his swing a little bit, if you will, to get him more accurate. And and he has an unbelievably powerful leg. So if he's able to incrementally increase his accuracy, 
you could see him being a, a potential starting kicker in the NFL if they're able to get that done. Um, I I think it's going to be Mevis, but regardless of which one it is, you don't know how they're going to perform on the NFL stage when they're a starting kicker. If they come out and you're in some close games early on and they're missing kicks, you're in trouble. If you're if they're missing kicks and and you're in these close games against Washington, against Indy, against Philly, the Chargers even, if their Jaguars are able to compete in that one over the first four weeks of the season, if you have negative impact from your kicker, they're missing field goals, they're not doing great on kickoffs. That can swing games, especially in the NFL when I know the Jaguars haven't been in a ton of close games lately uh, where your kicker is making a huge difference, but you have seen examples of it even last year with Matthew Wright. Uh, If these guys are accurate or whoever wins the job is accurate early on, that could help the Jaguars steal a game or two early on in the season. If they're inaccurate, it might be the reason the Jaguars can't get over the hump against some of these teams they're playing early on. So I think kicker is a huge X factor because you don't really know what you're getting from either of them on the professional stage, on the NFL stage as a full-time starting kicker. I think Andrew Mevis is talented. I think he showed the ability to be a starting kicker in the NFL at Iowa State last year. Made a lot of big kicks. But again, this is a rookie, undrafted. You're not just handing him the job, so you obviously don't know if he's going to be your guy or not. It's interesting. I think whichever one wins that job is going to be a major X factor early on because you don't know what to expect and their impact will be massive, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. Looks like a lot of people in the chat here, they have their money on Mevis. I do as well. I think he has the leg. I think he has the accuracy. It's all about as long as he can keep it, you know, kicking is a mental game. As long as you can keep yourself right upstairs, uh, you can play for a long time if you have the talent. Us and them says one X factor is going to be Scherf's injury status. He seems to have been hurt quite a bit over the last few years. Absolutely. And I think he's played in about two thirds of each of the last couple seasons. Sorry, I see my video kind of messing up a little bit here. Sorry about that. But yeah, his injury status is going to be an X factor because he is the best player on the Jaguars roster right now, bar none. Five Pro Bowls in seven years, absolutely nasty guard in the run game and a really good pass protector as well. But I do think the one good thing when you look at Scherf is if he is out, who steps in? It's going to be one of Ben Barch, Luke Fortner, or Tyler Shatley, whoever is not starting at left guard and center. And so I don't think you feel terrible about that drop-off. Like You feel like you can get the job done with one of those guys, in my opinion. Patrick says, keep Santoso on as a fullback. Yeah, fullback, tight end, defensive end, whatever you need him to do, he's got the size to get it done. I'm with you. Volkfang says, every day gets me more excited to win more games this year than probably the last three years combined. You know, uh, what is the last three years combined? 
Over the last two years, they've won four games. What did they do the year before that? Elijah says, got to go to work. Keep up the great work, Duval, till we die. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Elijah. Hope work treats you right today. All right. So more X factors that I've got here. Foley Fatukasi. Okay. This is a guy coming over from New York. Um, Mike Caldwell, the Jaguars defensive coordinator, was on staff in New York when Fatukasi was drafted. So you've got that going for you, um, some familiarity there. He's coming off a season in which he didn't play at his highest level, and I think he was really miscast in Robert Sala's 4-3 defensive front. He's getting back into a 3-4 multi-front system here uh, with the Jaguars, with Mike Caldwell, and I think uh, that should lead him to have more success like he did when Todd Bowles was the defensive coordinator and Mike Caldwell was on staff there in New York. But um, I just, uh, he's coming off a, a not great year and the Jaguars are paying him $10 million per year. He is the 14th highest paid defensive tackle in football. He's certainly not a household name. If he can make an impact for the Jaguars in terms of being a a block eater, a gap eater, someone who can two gap, one and a half gap, and um, really just free up space for your edge players, for your penetrators, for your off-ball linebackers to run and, and fly to the ball, then he's going to be worth his weight in gold without question. You didn't see it as much last year from Foley. And again, he was in a scheme, the 4-3, that didn't suit really what he does best, which is just eat up blocks. And uh, I think I think that he has a chance to be a massive X factor for the Jaguars, a, a, a big impact for the Jaguars, because the way they're built, if he can be that stabilizing force on the interior, you've got Josh Allen, you've got Trayvon Walker, you've got Foye Luke, and you've got Devin Lloyd. These are guys that can fly around the field and attack the football. And if Foley holds up in the middle, they're going to be allowed to do that. So I think it's a big deal there. Volkfang says, well, 6 and 10 in 2019, so maybe we equal the last three years combined. So we're talking about 10 wins. That's right, right? 6 plus 4, 10 wins in 2022. I think everybody and their mother would take that if you're a Jaguars fan, no question. My next... Sorry, the video keeps going out. I'm not sure if you guys are seeing that or if that's just on my end, but we'll work to get that corrected for the next video. But my next X factor is LaVisca Chenault. He's the guy on the thumbnail. He's the guy that makes a lot of sense as an X factor. Because if you get rookie year LaVisca Chenault, which was a player that was big and powerful, uh, reliable with his hands, and fairly quick for his size. Oh, goodness. Interesting comment here. 
Uh, but if you get LaVisca Chenault playing like he did as a rookie or even better than he did as a rookie because he now has two years of experience, knows what he did wrong in 2022, or excuse me, 2021, you could get a player who is currently your fourth receiver playing at a level where he could be second or third receiver and if you get that type of improvement from LaVisca or you get that type of regression back to the mean of what we saw from him as a rookie that could be massive because you've you're relying on Christian Kirk you're relying on Marvin Jones you're relying on Evan Ingram Dan Arnold Travis Etienne James Robinson when he's healthy if you also get Visca coming in and playing how he did as a rookie again like Evan Ingram that could unlock so much for this offense. Us and them says Wingard is going to be an X factor. The goal being to keep him on special teams and not defense. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I can, I can buy into that. Keeping Andrew Wingard off the field on defense is an X factor, especially when you're playing the Colts Titans and, and Texans who are going to try to pound the rock a ton. You do not want Wingard on the field for that. Cole says, I don't even want him on the final roster. Yeah, I get that. I think he's had a a lot of disappointing moments in Jacksonville, but if you're just talking about him as a core special teamer, back of the roster guy, I don't think he's horrible. I don't think he should be the third safety, which is what it looks like he is right now. But uh, making the roster, I could understand an argument for him making the roster. So, so far, we've got Evan Ingram, Andrew Mivas slash Ryan Santoso, Foley Fatukasi, and LaVisca Chenault. I've got one more. Patrick Jackson says, you can't teach carrying six defenders eight yards to pick up the first down like we've seen Visca manage. If he can get his catch rate back up, he's invaluable, especially on third and medium. Yeah, that's one thing. I Because Visca did drop so many passes last year, not a lot of people talk about He was by far the Jaguars' most clutch target on third and fourth down last year. The Jaguars went for it a ton on fourth down last year. I imagine they will do it again this year because Doug Peterson has proven to be one of the more aggressive play callers when it comes to going for it on fourth down. Uh, LaVisca was the most reliable target in those situations last year. It's very bizarre that he was so inconsistent on first and second and then you know, incredibly reliable on third and fourth down, but uh, you want to see him get the full consistency back and then you can feel more confident in him. But yeah, I think he is invaluable on those third and fourth downs. Us and them says, I heard he was working on speed with a track coach. He was. So last year, I think he talked about this. He got in the weight room a little bit too much, got a little bit too jacked up. Uh, LaVisca did. And I think it negatively impacted his flexibility and his quickness. And I think you'll see that back from him this year from what we've seen on the practice field so far. He looks quick. And then you look back at his rookie tape and you see that quickness. I think he was focused on the right things this offseason. Had the right people in his ear. And I think he's going to be, you know, he is an X factor. I believe he's going to come out on the positive side of that X factor and be someone who elevates the Jaguars offense because right now he's the fourth receiver in line. I think he's going to play more like the second or third best receiver on the team. 
And he should. Like, he has the draft pedigree. He has the athleticism. He has the physicality, the unique talent, the unique ability. He should be third at worst, in my opinion. I think he's a better player than Zay Jones. But, yeah, so my final X factor that I've got here is Trayvon Walker's pass rush. His ability to stop the run, his ability to stunt and and be useful as a chess piece, a guy that can drop, again, stop the run, move all over the place, he's got that down. I have no problem with that. The X factor with Trayvon Walker, with the number one overall pick, is the individual pass rush. If he can be an effective individual pass rusher, because I know he can win on these stunts and different games up front, but if he can win one-on-ones against left tackles or, or even guards, depending on where he's aligned, if he can get into the backfield by himself, not with scheming it up or anything, which the Jaguars are going to scheme it up, don't get me wrong, but on the plays where they're just kind of trying to keep it more vanilla, keep everything in front of them, if he can get into the backfield by himself, this Jaguars defense is going to be, I think, one of the more surprising units in the league because that's going to help Josh Allen. It's going to help Roy Robertson-Harris. They're going to uh, work in, in, in unison and tandem and, and really help each other out. You've got linebackers that can cover. You've got Tyson Campbell, Shaquille Griffin, Andre Sisco, Darius Williams. All these guys can cover really well. If you have two edge rushers that can win one-on-ones, which Josh Allen has proven he can do, if Trayvon Walker can do that, it's going to be a nightmare for opposing offenses. Cole says X-Factor is Press Taylor. That's interesting. Um, I, I think he is important. He's doing everything for the offensive side of the ball outside of calling plays. He's installing the offense. Um, you know, he is also working with Jim Bob Cooter, who's the passing game coordinator. They're working on getting this offense going and and ensuring that they get off to a fast start. He won't be calling the plays, but he'll be doing everything else. So yeah, his ability to manage the entire offense to, uh, effectively teach all the different position groups. And, and be a positive impact, yeah, that's an X factor. He's never been an offensive coordinator before. Doug Peterson wanted him to be his offensive coordinator in Philly, uh, and that's why one of the reasons Peterson ended up ultimately not sticking around in Philly is a difference in opinion on the future, on moving forward between Peterson and, and Jeffrey Lurie with the future of the Eagles organization. Cole says, my idea there is him being one of the core minds of creating good plays. Yeah, I agree. I think it it makes a lot of sense. And for that matter, you can say Mike Caldwell is a massive X factor. I believe in Mike Caldwell. I think he's going to be a really good defensive coordinator in the NFL. I think he teaches the right way. I think he thinks about the game the right way. But has he proven that he can get the job done as a play caller? Absolutely not. He hasn't done it in the NFL. I believe he will prove out to be that way, to to be a quality defensive coordinator who teaches well, who develops players well, who gets the most out of his guys. I think his reputation 
what what I've seen from him in Jacksonville so far, all that stuff points to Mike Caldwell being a success. But he's still got to do it. Still got to do it, absolutely. Again, I'm sorry about the video issues going on here, but hopefully the audio is coming through just fine. We'll get that corrected for next time. But that is going to do it. I don't see anything else in the chat. We'll wait around for a couple seconds. Oh, it's us and them says, hopefully press can get his brother's success with us and make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. One of the interesting things about the Bengals run last year is their play calling on offense was pretty damn vanilla. And when you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you can be pretty vanilla and Joe Mixon in the backfield. Uh, but when you saw them lined up, I form or, you know, uh, single back under center, you knew it was going to be a run to Joe Mixon. You saw them in the spread. You knew you were probably getting 9-8-9 or some variation of it. But it works when you have that type of talent. So I do think you can say that Zach, uh, Zach knew the strengths of his team and, and said, you know, it doesn't really matter if the defense knows what we're doing, you're not going to stop us. For the most part, that worked out. I don't think Press will be as vanilla with his play calling this year as Zach was last year. Patrick says, you mentioned Dan Arnold in the Ingram section. Do you have a feel for how well his recovery has gone? Because it was a nasty injury he was rehabbing. Is he going to be as good as Arnold? Yeah, he looks good. Um, he doesn't look. He doesn't have any lingering injury problem right now going on. He looks really good. Uh, looks athletic, looks like he's got that catch radius that you know and love from him. He's a guy that can stretch vertically and horizontally with his athleticism and his his size. He's not thick, but he he has he continues to add weight to his frame, good weight to his frame. Still a little thin for a tight end, but his length and athleticism uh, and quickness is is impressive. And I think. If Evan Ingram wasn't here, he would be a fine first receiving option as a tight end. But now that you have both of them, you could really open things up there. But yeah, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube and check ginjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.